I don't know about this one, guys. These are getting tricky. Uh, the last one was about my father, in part. Uh, I really don't want to make this like the Daddy Chronicles. But hey, what what else better do we have to do? Uh, last one was about my father wanting to like make some action script for him or like help him produce this film. Good idea. Happy to help. Blah, blah, blah. I shared my grievances with this on this podcast that maybe two dozen people listen to right now. In about five years when I'm famous, people will come back to these episodes and they'll be able to chronicle my gradual and slow descent into a mental quagmire that has uh, left me crippling with crippling anxiety. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I was just like sharing how I felt about that. And then, you know, my uncle, his brother, like listens to it. Hey, Uncle Donnie, how you doing? Hope you're enjoying the show. And he, like, tells my dad that, like, I don't want to help him or that, like, blah, 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 basically, like, you know, loss in translation, game of telephone and stuff. And I was like, look, and he, my, then my dad called me. He's just like, you devout, man. If you, don't want, if you don't want to make this movie, you know, I don't want to press you. I was like, nigga, I'm 33 years old. If I, didn't want to, if I didn't want to do this, I wouldn't do it, period. F- uh, fast forward, like, a week and a half. Uh, apparently... Uh, America is letting its prisoners out early. My father was eligible per- for parole and, you know, was approved by the parole board, which is all well and good and was very happy for him. Uh, but apparently he gets out like in a week and will be living uh, with the quarantine family here uh, in a week. So, you know, <laughs> that all just happened real fast, like. And it just like goes into all these issues with my mom because I'm like, was this always the plan for this guy to come live here? She's like, yeah, for about a year and a half. I'm like, oh, okay, good to know. And again, I know him getting out early was a uh, you know un- unexpected you know uh, result of the of the circumstances of our current you know health pandemic landscape, and I'm I'm sensitive to that. But holy shit, now I gotta like in a week get ready to like have a dad. Uh, and I'm, you know, really entertaining just leaving because I'm not, I, look, I can barely like coexist in this house with my mom, let alone like the dad I never had, which, you know, hilarious sitcom premise, but like not a hilarious life to live kind of situation. So I don't know this guy. And then like, he's just like, he's got schemes. He's like his son or I'm like my father where I feel like he's going to get here and it's going to be a whole lot of like push it to the limit, like, there's just gonna be a lot of, like, sus dudes, all, and, and there won't be, because my dad's over that life, but is he, because I don't really know this guy, not really, he's been a man on a telephone, he's been like that, <laughs> he was like that episode of The Walking Dead, where Rick keeps answering the phone, like, all these random voices keep telling him shit, it's kind of the relationship that I've had with my dad for the past 33 years, uh, so I don't know, I'm not, it's, whatever, I'm not particularly excited to have this, you know, Uncle Donnie, Ratting on me and shit. Isn't this some shit the hood always talking about? No snitches and all this shit. And then my hood fucking family decides to be a bunch of snitches. You motherfuckers. See, this is this is not going to go well. <laughs> this is not going to go well. Uh, but hey, it has to, right? And this nigga's been in prison. I'm calling him a nigga because he's a nigga. You know, in the truest sense of the word. And then with all the love in the world. But... He's fucking, you know, this is Mr. BMW and, you know, Armani suits and Ferragamo shoes, you know, trying to live in the fast lane. And then all of a sudden is supposed to be this man of the woods. I don't know about this. Uh, yeah. Never thought I'd miss my stepdad. Because my stepdad was an asshole, but he was like the law. You know, he had like, he was like, he was a drill sergeant and uh, 
uh, uh, drill sergeant in the army and a corrections officer, the polar opposite. You, you see how the, the psychological damage my mom has ingrained in me? Not only after, so marries, creates me with a criminal and then goes off to then marry a, uh, a, a criminal keeper, a corrections officer, my stepdad, um, from like 1995 until for like 10 years they were together, my mom and my stepdad. Who, who was an asshole growing up, but, like, looking back, I was like, oh, that guy had some sense of order uh, and, you know, kept the wheels on, this madness. Uh, and I, looking back, appreciate him for that. And now I have to deal with 20 Montana Light, or more accurately, uh, an episode of Arrested Development. And although Duval's strange, <laughs> and although Duval's strained relationship with his father would soon come to a head when he was forced to live with him, Duval had another impending doom that he did not anticipate. I don't know, something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this at all. Not because I don't like my dad. That's the thing. I love my dad. I just wanted to love this motherfucker from a distance. You know what I mean? I wanted to pop in every once a month and be like, hey, you good? All right, fantastic. I didn't know that like he was going to be living with my mom again. I thought that was like done. So they were like secretly like rekindling that relationship, which is fine. And I'm happy with them. Uh, but now I'm like, oh, okay, wait, what? It's just a family of secrets. I'm sick of the fucking secrets and families. When I have kids and get married, I'm going to have like the most open like, all right, dudes, here's what it is. Your mother and I, we fuck. Every, uh, maybe that's not appropriate. Yeah, they'll be fucked up too. I guess it's just the DNA. Just a horrible parenting just goes through the DNA. Yeah, I don't know. Envious of all these, like, and then, like, across the street, because, you know, this is, like, a very rural, basically, this is farmland where my mom's house is, and, you know, most of the people around here are these, like, white as fuck, either, like, rednecks or just, like, L.L. Bean catalog white people, and I'm, I'm on my solo walk uh, that I do, because it's the only thing that gives me a sense of uh, stability in this quagmire of fuck that we're in, and I'm coming home, and I see this, like, uh, caravan, this convoy of like SUVs, like pulling into the neighbor's driveway, like honking horns and shit. I'm like, are they getting raided by the ATF? Like, what is this? And they all get out in like in a very organized, like semicircle, six feet apart. These white people get out and say, Happy birthday, whatever the girl's name is. And they all run outside and have this like social distant parking lot, uh, driveway birthday celebration. And I was just like standing there with my hands on my hip, like fucking white people. You guys are just so normal, and just like, <laughs> you know, honey, we, you know, what we ought to do. Let's load up the uh, uh, the hatchback uh, Mercedes. What do you call this? There's the sedan, and then the, the touring. Let's load up the touring Mercedes, and we'll drive up and do a social distant birthday party for little Sarah, who's going off to uh, Oberlin College. When schools start back up. And they're just like so fucking normal and happy. Meanwhile, I'm brooding in the woods, yelling at myself, preparing how to like do battle with my father, who's uh, about to be released uh, from prison prematurely because the prison said, ah, we, uh, we don't want to have you in here anymore. So yeah, it's just, there's a lot of uh, discrepancies. Oh God, this is so stressful. Trying not to drink, but this isn't helping now. I don't know. I'm just like, and I like, and the thing is, like, I can't move either. Like, I, my plan anyway was to go back to LA or literally anywhere else. But, you know, with everything being what it is, it's like, can I even go to a place? 
And even if I went to another city like Austin or Denver or Milwaukee or, or, or Madison, like wherever the hell, like I would be so happy just to have an apartment and just be like, all right, well, I'll sit here for another 30 days. And like I kind of work remotely, so I wouldn't. Oh, boy. Well, I thank you guys. Whoever is listening to this, I really appreciate it because uh, I tried that talk space, <laughs> that virtual therapy. I uh, gave them a ring. And like you go to this chat room and it's just like, hello, welcome to talk space. Have you tried to commit A, suicide, B, harm someone else, C, harm someone else and commit suicide? I was like, oh, this is what it's come to. <laughs> Some some 1993 AOL bot diagnosing my horror, and I know they connect you with like an actual therapist at some point, but I just gave up halfway through it. I was like, I, this is this is not the way I'm gonna get some help. And Duval needs a lot of it. Uh, definitely will be trying antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicines, one or the other. Probably more anti-anxiety uh, medication, Boost Bar, because uh, th- this is it. This is the breaking point. Uh, my my live-in father. I don't even know what his plan is. Like, you don't got no job. Like, you don't, he don't got a computer. Is he expecting to, like, talk to me? I don't even talk to my mom. I, like, give my mom a head nod and say, you good? All right, good. And return to my quarters. This motherfucker's gonna want to, like, catch up in 33 years. I'm like, um, uh... And again, I know one of my cousins or half-brothers or uncles will be listening to this and say whatever the fuck you want. I'm allowed my pain here, okay? I love my dad very much, but, uh... This is the consequence of not having a father for 33 years. You get a little loose in the brain. Uh, I sound like a psychopath. <laughs> but I am. And so is my father. Do this Return to the Jedi scene with him. Yeah, I'll still have a lightsaber battle with him. Sister. So you have a half-sister. If you want. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be like just jokes like this. Maybe we'll be able to. But I just, I need to be alone, man. Like, I don't like talking to people for long periods of time. I don't know. This is the weirdest. This is the worst fucking timeline. I swear to God. It all started when Gore lost. If anyone, if any time travelers are listening to this, go back in time and make sure Gore wins. Poke one more Chad, one more hanging Chad, so Gore can become president. Because I guarantee that's when all this shit went south. Uh, for my life, anyway. Anything else I'd like to share with you guys? I'm reading The Bonfire of the Vanities. A beautiful woman who owns a coffee shop, who's married, uh, gave me this book, The Bonfire of the Vanities. And uh, it's just like white yuppie literature, which is pretty much all I read. And not because I identify with white culture. I identify with money and power. No one no one writes about that within the black community uh, outside of, um, unless it only has to do with uh, the hood culture that I'm, from, but would like to kind of put a little distance between, if you don't mind, culture. Um, and the second chapter is called The Master of the Universe, or Masters of the Universe. And you're just seeing this guy who, like, thinks the world of himself, uh, but really is a piece of shit, which kind of sounds like me. <laughs> so it's a good book, the first chapter that I read. I recommend it. Um, some lesbian shit bothered me today. What was I seeing? Um... Women are always just like, mm, 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 mm. I don't know if I talked about this before, but the, um, oh yeah, like there was this Forbes article about like the countries with like the lowest corona infections and highest level of containment have one thing in common. Can you guess? And it's like seven white women from countries that are the size of Maine and have had an autocratic uh, government for the past like 5,000 years and they have a homogeneous environment, uh, society. 
that has no diversity whatsoever and they're used to being told what to do. But it's because women. Not because they come from fucking years of uh, autocratic rule. And our country is solely comprised of one race <laughs> that all think the same thing and believe the same things. Not the great American experiment that is the United States of America. It has bothered me. Like, we attribute everything that's good to being a woman now, and there's nothing wrong with that, but oftentimes it's just rich white women is what we're really saying. And, like, every once in a while, someone will point out that the picture only has white women in it, and then they'll they'll re-edit it so it has, like, one fucking random leader of color. Like, it was, like, a China woman, like, the president of Taiwan or something, who clearly doesn't like black people, which is another thing that bothers me. People have been on this whole, like, don't be racist towards Asians, which you shouldn't. But people are also acting like Asians are these, like, you know, uh, egalitarian, utopian society people that care about people of color. Chinese people don't give a fuck about black people in this country or in their own. And you can research that on your own. They are raping Africa uh, industrially, uh, basically uh, doing a, uh, basically recolonizing Africa, the Chinese, and then uh, are, like, banning them from McDonald's in some random province in China because they heard black people had coronavirus that they created all right this is getting a little rush lumbai <laughs> yeah all right well i just wanted to get that off my chest just fucking this fucking virus i tell you what i guess all i can do i mean uh, so look today's saturday part of me is just like i will be gone by wednesday before my father returns here and it's like I mean, I'll say all this shit to him, but in the meantime, I don't even think he knows what a, what a podcast is. All right. Uh, love you, Dad. See you soon. And uh, I love you guys. This has been Ouch My 30s. Uh, pff, parents. You'd think, you'd, you'd think parents like get their shit together more as you get older, but the exact opposite happens, which is uh, another interesting part of life that I could never have anticipated. Um, that's okay, though. That is oh. Fucking K. I'll try a joke because I've not been doing stand-up. Uh, I changed my doctor a while ago. Um, I used to go to this one doctor who was like a more older, stern guy, kind of like an old-school doctor. And I would pretty much, I would only in my 20s go to the doctor for STD tests because nothing else was wrong with me. Uh, I got to my 30s and everything was falling apart. But in my 20s when I would go to get an STD test, I, uh, I told my old doctor, I was like, ah, look, uh, you know... I had a slip up. I, uh, I didn't use a condom. And that only happened once in my entire like sexual history. And he looks at me and he goes, you are playing Russian roulette. Russian roulette. I was like, oh, God, I got to get a new doctor. I do not like what this guy has to say. <laughs> so I changed doctors and I got this like cool young guy. And I told him the same thing. All right, so maybe it's twice I didn't use a condom in my 20s. The point is I'm clean now. At 33. But I told a new young doctor, I was like, yeah, I had a slip up. I didn't use a condom with this girl. Getting an STD. And he goes, yeah, honestly, it's pretty hard to get an STD from a pussy. And I was like, ah, I like this guy. So, uh, <laughs> doctors change. Oh, God, I, I miss stand-up. Oh. I'm clean. I get regularly tested. And I damn sure haven't had sex in a long time. So, All my other friends are just like... Yeah, I, I, you know, I use condoms because I don't want to get a girl pregnant. I was like, pregnant? I was like, look, I can kill a baby. I can't kill AIDS. <laughs> That's a good joke. I missed that one. Yeah, that is good. All right. I cannot believe my father is going to be living here. This is fucking ridiculous. Well, what are you doing in there? Minding my own fucking business. 
<laughs> I've never had a dad before. You guys need to understand that. Ever. I've never had a fucking dad. <laughs> I had a guy who I talked to on the phone every once in a while and saw and, I, and have seen maybe 30 times in my life. I've maybe seen this guy 30 times in my entire life. Uh, if that. So it's a little weird. I don't know. And I, I value my, my private space. And I should have built my cocoon in the woods prior to, the, prior to this. But maybe this will accelerate that process. Oh, God. Or maybe it's just... <laughs> well, I, right, okay, this has been a fantastic episode, guys. Thank you so much for humoring me. Um, until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs>